Hello everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of Title Talk. LB is on the first part, of course Dolphins AB talk, just like Alonzo in the second half. LB and I get in some gym corner, various other aspects of our lives, as well as some funny Twitter stuff. Dave Tank 68 of course, a very hot topic. Alonzo gives some fake trades. We explain to you why the Patriots are going 19-0. And we just really love to see it. Thanks for listening. And welcome back to part one or two. I haven't decided which one I'm going to put first, though. I'm here with LB this time. Alonzo's later. You just heard Alonzo, so there you go. I'm here with LB, my good pal. My very good pal. I, as I was watching, I was watching Pats, more Pats today, and watching the linebackers and stuff. I had to think about my good buddy LB and just pointing out different linebacker stuff because, as everyone knows, LB was a great linebacker. You know, he won't brag about it, but he was a great linebacker. Yeah, man, I would never brag about anything like that. You guys know me, man. I'm I'm totally about like what's coming in the future. You know, always like a foot 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 first kind of guy. Is that the expression foot? or foot forward yeah no that's all bullshit i i probably still like kind of you know i probably talk about it too much sometimes it's kind of lame but yeah no dude i do love linebacker play i know that like you get me pretty hyped sometimes you start talking about like elandon roberts and i'm like people like oh he sucks and i'm like no dude i love elandon roberts and then i even brandon spikes like people like say how much he sucks it's like yeah but i loved watching him just like demolish guards and shit i know you did too but I did too, man. I was watching, I was watching today and just kind of, I don't really, when I watch, I, you know, watch a secondary, then the linebackers, then the front and just keep going like that when I'm really trying to watch a game to learn stuff. And I don't really, I don't pick things out. I don't look for anything. I just, whatever comes, I see, I try to do it with as little bias as, as prop as possible and try to be objective and, and I thought of you because I was watching Juwan Bentley, thinking about Kyle Van Noy coming back. And, you know, he had those two games or three games, however many, where he played um, decent. But it's he's just really not explosive. He has, he has trouble taking on guards, and he's slow, and as a result, less explosive. And I just think right now, Landon Roberts will get in your face, smack a guard. He's fast. He's a team captain. I just think he might be a better player right now. And to people at home, that might be crazy, but I would probably try to play Landon Roberts a little more. And I, I just really want to see a little bit more out of Jawan Bentley, really. Like, I'm not saying that this is a player he's going to be, like, forever. But, like, and it's just the first game, obviously. But after watching the game, it's like, man, I, you know, I'd like to see Landon Roberts because I don't think he could, I think he could do better. I'm with you. Um, it's nothing even against Bentley. I mean, you know, no, he's coming no, no, up no. And, in, and I know that you. I know that you're not saying it's anything against Bentley. You know, it's it's like he's coming off an injury. He started off last year great. Um, you know, he 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 hasn't played in you know like a year or whatever. He's been back obviously for camp and preseason, whatever. Um, but I'm with you, dude. Like I thought, Roberts was really good last year. Um, Roberts, was, I thought, was very good as a rookie in 2016. I remember he kind of. Came onto the scene versus the Browns. I think he had, a ton, you know, like 11, 12. It might have been more uh, tackles that day versus Cleveland. And I, I mean, granted, it was the Browns. But he was really kind of just bad in 2017. Couldn't seem to just ever make the right play. And then last year, he really found a role for himself. He played really well. 
this year, I just I've always kind of liked Roberts, man. I just I just like players that will. I like guys who are physical. I really like physical players. Um, I know he's not a great player. I don't think anybody's going to tell you that he's Ray Lewis out there. But, you know, right now I would have to agree. I think he's better than Bentley. I think that Bentley – I can't imagine he's going to get more playing time anytime soon. I'd imagine his his snaps, if anything, start to go down for a little while. Maybe by – as the year goes on, you know, he starts to play better. But with that linebacker core and how good Jamie Collins looked the other night, I know that you were huge on Jamie Collins this offseason as well. Um, Collins looked fantastic. Hightower looked incredible. Bentley didn't look as good. Um, Roberts did a great job. It's going to be tough, in my opinion, for Bentley to get more playing time here in the near future. Yeah, Obi, I really agree. Like right now, I don't know. Maybe it's just the injury. Maybe give us some time, but Hightower also really, he really looked good. Super explosive. Looks like cutting the weight actually really helped. He looked very good. I suppose the last year, which when he looked kind of slow, when it's probably hurt. But OB, you know, the people here on Twitter, they love us very much. I love talking about Twitter stuff. And so we will start with that. And how about Sunday night? It's good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So. The Patriots don't play Sunday? Oh, and wait a minute. So, LB, are you telling me that the, the Dolphins actually aren't going to drop their banner for the Miami Miracle against the Patriots in Week 2 in, a, in like a Sunday night game, and it's just a regular 1 o'clock game? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm i going to be totally honest. I had no idea where you were going with that. And then I, I, as, you, as you kept going, I started getting it. I was like, okay, I see what he's going with now. Patriots just dropped the banner on Sunday night. Well, I got you. Okay. Uh, the Dolphins, they might as well, dude. I mean, truthfully, this year, I, I, Bryson, dude, if the Patriots can't win this time around down there in Miami, like, I'm not even joking. Just never go down there again. Like, just, just don't forfeit. even just forfeit the game. Don't even bother getting on the plane because if they can't win this one in Miami, I just don't know what the hell the point of going down there even is because this Miami team, I think you would agree, is really bad. The bright moment for them in these next couple years is still going to be that Miami miracle, which, as we all know, the Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl. The Dolphins haven't won a game since, and they just let up 59 points, so... That Miami Miracle game really worked out bad for them in a lot of ways. They dropped in the draft. <laughs> I think they fell out of the top 10, right? And <laughs> it's just that game didn't help them in any way. Uh, they have an elevator, I think. Didn't they Didn't they make their elevator that picture of uh, Drake in the end zone? Oh, yeah, they probably did. And, and for anyone listening at home, do you know what the Patriots have? They have like a bunch of do your job quotes and like no pictures of Tom Brady or Bill Belichick at all. They have like nothing of that. No trophies, no bullshit. It's just th- like three quotes that Belichick <laughs> like literally preaches every single day. And then you have teams like the Steelers and the, and the Dolphins who ironically the Patriots play the Steelers the week after the, the Miami miracle. And they also had that signature interception and, and the Patriots win week one and showed them their way to the <laughs> CFL. They were like, you know, okay, we are at this level, the Patriots. You guys are at CFL level. And just because you had that interception last year, we're going to actually kick your ass very badly. Very, very badly. We remember, think, we don't we don't forget that game. We are going to kick your ass very badly. 
That's actually a great point. I actually hadn't really thought of that. You know what? As you just said, so since the Patriots lost the Miami Miracle, um, the Miami Dolphins haven't won a football game. They, they dropped in the draft. They just let up 59 points. The Patriots went on to lose one more game, and that was the very next week in Pittsburgh, who, by the way, has six Super Bowl championships, and yet they called it, quote unquote, I think it's called the pick, right? The pick. Yeah, the pick. And, and yeah, the, the pick. Like, this is a historic franchise. Actually, you know what? For that matter, the Dolphins are pretty historic, too, truthfully. I know they haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time, but, I mean, the only undefeated season ever. You know, they, they have a pretty good history in Miami, but, like, they're just a total joke. Like, their whole thing is is the Miami Miracle, which, once again, they haven't won a game since. They went on to – so the Patriots go to Pittsburgh the next week. The pick happens. You know, everybody's saying this is it. I mean, after they lost to Pittsburgh, people actually thought, like, this is officially the end. The Patriots are done. Instead, the Patriots haven't lost a game since. Meanwhile, the Steelers missed the playoffs. Did the Steelers actually win a game after that? Now that I think about it? I'm not sure they did. I know that they obviously missed the playoffs, but, I mean, so since those two games back-to-back, it's actually funny you say that. I hadn't thought of that. So now they play the Steelers. They just destroy them. And it was like an effortless destruction, too. Like, did you feel like the Patriots, like, even really tried? <laughs> it was crazy. And now they play – and now they go to Miami. So these two teams that basically were supposed to have ended the dynasty, they kick off their season with. And hopefully they kick the friggin' Dolphins' ass, too, because I kind of need it. I, I don't care about if the Dolphins suck. Like, I want an absolute ass-kicking. Yeah, the best thing to happen to Dolphin, Dolphins fans this summer was them owning the Patriots fans on a who's better, Stephon Gilmore or Xavier Howard retweet if Stephon Gilmore like if Xavier and that was their big like claim to fame over the summer this year. They're like, yeah, see, Xavier Howard's better. Yeah, okay, well, he would also. You want to hear a fun fact about Xavier Howard? He would not oh, start. Of course. He wouldn't start for the Patriots. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you, he would not start for the Patriots. You really don't think so? You know why? Because they would not employ a bum zone corner, cover three, bum. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. I know uh, those guys down there, Mike, and I forget the other guy. They're actually they're they're actually pretty cool guys. They we had our Patriots group chat war versus the uh, the Dolphins group chat war, and they actually you know I I think you and I yeah they won they did. Me and you and I were disappointed. We were like, what's going on, Patriots fans? You know, like like what has happened to us? I was actually losing followers during that whole thing because like (laughs) we kept on like just retweeting each other, and we were just like, and I think people were just like, yeah, dude, this is corny. Like you're (laughs) you're fighting with Dolphins fans, like. But, you know, we tried, you know, for them, it was a huge thing. You're right. That was their big claim to fame was like, hey, we got more retweets. And like, I, I don't know. That whole thing was just goofy. Actually, I think they did you go with likes or retweets? Because I think that some people felt. <laughs> I can't remember. But all I know is that I, I know that people always say, well, just retweet it. But I think I did both. And I think I've seen both. And it did not matter. Dolphins fans just literally obliterated us on Twitter. And it was a very sad moment because I figured, you know, Patriots fans are a different breed. Like. If you get on Twitter like, and you tweet bad stuff about me or if I quote tweet you or if LB quote tweets you or anyone big quote tweets you on Twitter, like it's not going to be me and LB that eviscerates you because we're just going <laughs> to give you that one little clever comment. And it's like, it's like as if in our backyard we had just like a cage full of like rabid wolves and we just like throw a little piece of meat and they're like, oh shit, here we go. It's time. <laughs> and then Dave Tank rolls in and he's like, no, <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I was. I was just gonna say Dave Tech. I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just gonna say Dave Tech. Dave Tank. You'll get people like Dave Tank 68 in your mentions, which we love Dave Tank. He's amazing. But there's like 20 Dave Tanks. And like yesterday, I quote tweeted a, ver- a verified account and I just gave him like a simple stat. And like everyone, and then after that, he gets ratioed. It's just so funny. Like people really don't. And then they get, people get so mad and they don't understand. Like they're like, I don't understand where this little army came from, but it's here now. I'm here by myself, and I don't know how to defend myself on Twitter. And I'm I'm on I'm no longer fighting the battle with the man that originally stabbed me in the back with the sword. I'm now I'm now fighting in like the entire Greek army, Spartans, including Shaw, <laughs> Dave Tank, and just various other people. Like like here, here here's here's one from Dave Tank. Let's just get let's just like leave this as a Dave Tank thing. Let's scroll Dave Tank's timeline. So first, I'm on my way. First Dave Tank tweet, I says, Felger mask, Antonio Brown week two in the final word. Dave Tank says, F you, bunch of frauds. <laughs> Dave Tank's amazing. I'm actually, as soon as you said that, I was like, I got to go to his account and see what he's up to today. Oh, so right now it looks like he's roasting Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, nice. I got a good one for you. Someone says, imagine your football team winning six Super Bowls the last 20 years and still being this desperate desperate." For this guy to play this week in regards to Antonio Brown. Dave Tank says, Who's desperate, you jackass? It's about winning football games, not making 31 other teams happy. <laughs> it's just poor Dave, you know, because he had to kind of tone it down a little bit. Because he, re- you know, I think he got locked. Like, remember, oh, yeah, he actually, oh my God, it's been like three years coming because literally everywhere you look, it was like, F you, I'm Dave Tank. <laughs> And they think just walk. I, I mean, you remember it this summer or whenever it was this spring. I don't even remember when it was, but I woke up one day and people that have already listened. It was around the time of the drafts, so probably April. I woke up and I was actually up super early this day. I wake up and I see it's like 630 and Dave Tank is like defending my honor and just like <laughs> eviscerating people in my mentions. And I'm just like, you know what? This guy. I got to look more about this guy because he makes me laugh every time. <laughs> and it turns Dave Tank is still defending us to this day. I'm actually going to literally tweet search his name and my name right now to see if any other incredible stuff. I'm just glad he's on my side. Like, I try to keep I know. Him on my side. Like, I don't want to see the day where Dave Tank is, like, just going off on me. No, if you're on here, it's at Dave Tank. At Dave Tank. Uh, 68. That's his name. And... I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually also search this with a cuss word because I know he's that would actually help. It's funny, I'm uh, I'm on I just was going through his tweets and Jim Rome all he said was he like put out like his agenda like for Friday, like his schedule. And Dave Tank says, You're such a piece of shit. I don't know if you're still there, Bryson, but yeah, it's I, actually... Yeah, I can hear you. I just need <laughs> a mic. So I was laughing at a Dave Tank tweet. So someone said... Someone was tweeting Dave Tank in regards to us, and he said... Dave Tank says, Who that? Who was talking to you before this thread started? No, but effing nobody. Now go away. <laughs> Remember this iconic thread? <laughs> then he said... Then someone said, Go back to... Then someone made fun of him. Then Dave Tank says... You actually asked the other guy who he was talking to, like you were shocked or something. This is effing Twitter, you fool. It's open season. <laughs> it's open season from there. And someone said, "You feed your cows yet? You feed your cows yet or what, man?" Cut to the chase. He said, "Dave says, I know. I'm a I'm a bad Twitter. I'm a bad Twitter. My spelling is always f, 
and I put stuff in the wrong place. But man, you're even worse. You got knocked the f out a while ago, but you keep coming back. <laughs> you're like a punch drunk fool, right? Yeah, you're like a punch drunk Twitter fool. I knew it, dude. I, I know exactly the thing you're talking about. I have to keep you to my mic because I'm like in tears over here just remembering. <laughs> you said, okay, here's another good Dave thing. Wait, someone was making fun of Tom Brady's check downs, and, and Dave Tank says, Winning, man. That's the problem with you cheese fucks. You don't care about winning. You want to see Rodgers roll out of the pocket for no reason, then sling it downfield two plays later. The Packers have to punt. Brady wins more than anybody. That's why he's the GOAT. W to Dave. W. <laughs> I love this, too. I, I'm going through. I'm just going through streets and replies. And I knew this was going to be good, man. Like, I was, like, not even halfway through this. Because Mark Madden, who everybody probably, most people probably know, he's that Pittsburgh radio guy. He used to be, like, a wrestling commentator. He's, like, a real slob. He has this tweet. It says, AB84 plus Patriots equals a perfect match. Scumbag joins a scumbag organization. And I saw Dave Tank, and I was like, oh, man, Dave responded to this. I can't wait to see this. And it was worth it, dude. He says, you're kidding, right, fatty? The Steelers far from squeaky clean. <laughs> How does he call people fatty? I swear to God, if I called somebody fat on Twitter, man, I'd be gone so fast. I love it so much. That's the funniest part about it. It's like, I, like, I have to, like, word tweets. Like, I can't. Like, I even called myself a dummy on Twitter the other day, and I was like, man, I don't know. Someone could have reported me for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then there's Dave Tank, who's like, F off. <laughs> Screw you. I'm Dave Fatty. Tank. It's amazing. <laughs> It's 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 actually like we've all, we've always told people like go follow Dave Tank. It's probably good that they that maybe they don't because oh, do it do it do it do it do it do it follow up. Also, LB, another another good storyline we can talk about. Our good friend, good friend, good friend, Fear of the Beard seventeen, tweeted us or not tweeted us, but he had this tweet about the 07 Patriots in February. He said. And just Tom Brady and Bill Belichick talking about how they wanted to decimate teams. And I so badly want to see this starting this Sunday. I so badly want to see the Patriots just decimate teams every single week. F you. F you. We have Antonio Brown. We have Josh Gordon. We have Tom Brady. We don't care what you think. Weep as we literally decimate you. And there's nothing you can do. Because this Sunday, the Patriots roster on paper... It might be like one of the best Patriots teams ever, which in Inver, you know, because of that is one of the best teams ever. And the Dolphins might be like one of the worst teams ever. So this might this just might be a bloodbath. And I want to see it be a bloodbath. And I want to see it to be fifty nine to zero at halftime or whatever it was. Like Lamar Jackson's out here dotting the Dolphins up. Like the Ravens are abusing the Dolphins. They look pathetic. And it'll be uh, you know sports very well. Everyone on the Dolphins right now wanting to be traded, me guys, they're not being physical, they're all about themselves. This is about, like, the Patriots have, i say after 15 to 20 plays, the game could be over because the Patriots just decimate the Dolphins. I mean, let's be honest here. This game could be over after the first four plays. <laughs> if the Patriots get the ball first, I mean, if the Patriots get up 7 nothing, the game could be over right there because I don't see how the Dolphins can score even six points on the Patriots. Like, there's always that you're down in Miami factor, but I am just not intimidated right now. Honestly, every year I'm kind of like nervous about playing it literally every year. This year I am not feeling those nerves, man. This I team sucks. Yes, I think the in Miami thing is so overrated this year because in, in past years, even last year, like they don't like the Patriots dominated them at home. 
And then on the road, they played Miami. And the Patriots offense played well for like three quarters, and then they kind of did the stagnant. Um, we're up by a lot of points. We're going to kind of get stagnant a little bit. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins like were really bad on third down. Like Danny Shelton didn't play. Like, but the Patriots for the most part dominated the Dolphins and really controlled the, both of those games for most of the games. So like, and this team's even worse. And now the Patriots are even better. And I think so. I think that like the Dolph, the Patriots are bad in Miami. That's true. But I think it's just a little overrated. Like the public might think they're it's a little bit overblown because of the Miami miracle now. So now it's time for the Patriots. To swing that back around and just kick the dog shit out of the Dolphins in front of my dear friend Antonio Brown's hometown crowd, <laughs> where he catches two touchdowns for 100 yards, and then you pan to Red Zone, and then you pan to Max Kellerman's Twitter, and everyone's talking about, oh, the Patriots should have sat Antonio Brown this week. It's not fair. Weep. I can't even imagine how. How much, like, how much, like, how are they going to stop these guys? I, I can't, and by the, like, Minka Fitzpatrick is just being, like, he's a year two player. He was drafted just last year, 11th overall, and he's already demanding a trade. Like, what a little bitch. And like you said about Howard, dude, like, he's just this zone corner. He gets some interceptions, big deal. And also, like you said, the Miami stuff is a little bit overblown because people act like the Patriots go down there and just get their asses kicked every time they're in Miami. And that's simply not true. It's always a fight, man. It's always a fight. Exactly. It's always a fight. And whereas when the Dolphins come to New England, they get like steamrolled. I think it was 38 to 7 last year in in Foxborough. Remember how for years it was kind of the same thing with the Broncos? The Patriots would go to Denver and barely lose. But when the Broncos would come to Foxborough, they'd just get like wrecked. And then I remember, like, of course, with Denver, you had that comeback game where I think the Dolphins, the, the the Broncos were up, what, 24 to nothing or 24 to something at halftime, and the Patriots stormed back. Uh, Welker had that fumble. I know this is obviously un- all unrelated, but it's like the Patriots dominate everybody in Foxborough, and then, like, they lose a couple to a team in their building, and people act like they just get demolished every time, and it's super annoying because, I mean, even the one – a couple years ago, remember Grunt, when Gronk got suspended – they went down there and it felt like they got like destroyed, right? But I think the score was what, 20 to 10 or something like that? Or, or maybe it was even closer than that. But it's like the scores aren't exactly lopsided. It's not like the Patriots get wrecked. They just kind of lose. And last year they lost on the stupidest play ever, which, you know, kind of still pisses me off. It shouldn't, but it's like still annoying to see that play, but. I, I don't see any way if they if they can't win this one, bro, just never go down there again. Don't even bother getting on the plane. Like I'm not even I don't even know if I'm joking anymore when I say that. Like I might be serious because now I'm thinking about it in my head. Like what if you just didn't go and didn't risk injury? <laughs> like why even go if you can't win this one? The Patriots need need to go down there and for just for Super Bowl Fifty Four, they need to go down to to Miami this week, kick the shit out of the Dolphins. And that way, we don't have those fears of they're bad in Miami for Super Bowl 54. Oh, God, that's a great point. I didn't really think of that one. Yeah, you're right, though. Wait, wasn't that Super Bowl that Peyton won down there? Didn't it? Like, it was like a monsoon. Wasn't that? That was in Miami, right? Bears and, uh, um, Bears and Colts, right? Wasn't that in Miami? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the location at all. I think it was in Miami. I want to say it was. And I remember, like... 
it was a crap, kind of a crappy Super Bowl. I, I, wait, wasn't that the year Brady got hurt too? Wasn't that 2008? I think it was. Or wait, no, maybe that was 2006. It's 2006. Yeah, because that's the year that Peyton actually won it. Yeah, so it was 2006. Yep. Rex yeah. Grossman and uh, 2006. That year ended shitty. Absolutely. LB, is there anything you is there anything funny you'd like to bring up with me? Like we maybe we could do like a gym corner or something else. Like how's <laughs> how's your how's your workouts been, buddy? I haven't really been doing shit. I was dieting pretty good for a while. Like I was actually like watching exactly what I ate and like I was counting calories essentially. Lately I've been kind of slobby with it again. Um I feel I was it, man. doing I feel it. I kind of I, I feel like I can like sometimes pe- people think it sounds crazy. You would probably actually know what I mean by this. Actually, if anybody would appreciate this, it's you. Like I was just standing in front of the mirror for for a couple weeks when like, I was really dieting and like I was just trying to get like my body looking better. And I would do like these like just like simple exercises without weights. Even I would just like kind of squeeze and flex. And I would do this in front of like pro- there's like a big window outside my house that's like attached to the. I can't explain it, but like you can kind of see a reflection in the sunlight. And I was getting like these great pumps from it. And like I would wake up the next day feeling like kind of jacked. And I would like take pictures thinking I was like looking all swollen shit. And it's like I swear it was it was feeling pretty good. I got to get back on that again at least. Like I, I feel like people can build muscle way easier than they think. They think that like they have to go to the gym for like three hours and do. <laughs> yes. I know you're big on this. Like y- your some of your beliefs are actually a little bit different than mine, but I know that like where we agree on certain things. Like I believe that you can get big going to the gym three times a week for forty minutes. That's one of my beliefs. I know that you believe in like doing like one set of like every exercise or something right it's a little bit different yeah so like I, we're probably the same like i'm really anabolic um that which means i can get fat really easy but also build muscle really easy so i have no i have no trouble keeping on muscle that's why i'm like big all the time for me because it's just I've always been that way and it's easy for me to keep weight on and look big and without kind of trying but it's really really hard for me to lose weight so yeah, that's actually what I've been doing. I'm just running and like doing six to eight sets and trying to keep I'll... my sh- shoulders and chest from tearing. And <laughs> that's really about it. Like I, I laugh at the people who are in the gym for two to three hours because that to me that's a waste of my entire day. And like I, I can't like anymore. I can't, like I, I like I lift to do things as hard as can as I as hard as I can. And I can't imagine like lifting for two hours. Like, just stop. Unless you're on steroids, of course, then you can do exactly. it. And then I'm then I'm good with it. But if you're not my guy, and you're in the gym for two hours, you're wasting your time. You need to go to bed and eat food, and like that's just really all it is. The bi- the main thing for people at home trying to gain weight and build muscle is just really eating every three hours, like making sure you remain anabolic, taking creatine, drinking water. Like that's that's really about it. And you might get a batch of creatine that has. Like, <laughs> anadrol in it or like d-ball or something because it's made in <laughs> shit so you might actually luck out from that so you might get like a free sample dude i actually i've i've said forever and I, i've always actually appreciated the fact that like whenever people would talk about it you and i would always be like the first ones be like dude the best na- the, the best supplement that you can buy period that actually will work and it's not trash is definitely creatine I don't even think there's there's like a lot of these preconceived notions about creatine being so harmful, but there's different types that people can get that they're not aware of that like, you know, you, you want to drink tons of water. Creatine actually does work. I mean, your body produces a certain amount of creatine on its own, but people don't realize that. Like I used to know people, man, who thought that 
taking protein was like not being natural. And it, it was like, what? Like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, how are you going to work out and not take protein? I don't know. But like you said, man, you know, you got to eat, you got to sleep. Sleeping's actually actually super important because I tell people this all the time. They think I'm joking. Like everybody has heard of morning wood. When you wake up in the morning and you think like, oh, man, I'm feeling like kind of horny. There's literally a reason for that. It's because your testosterone peaks in the morning. You slept all night. When you sleep, your body produces testosterone. So it's actually an all-natural steroid just to sleep a lot. It's actually it's quite literally um, the anabolic part of your day is sleeping and waking up. I don't know why people think that's like a crazy myth or something, but it's actually totally true. Yeah, you got to eat. You got to eat. Eat your casein at night, fast proteins in the morning. LB and I could have our... LB and I could have our own show about lifting weights and getting bigger and being an absolute monster on social media and growing your account <laughs> and just being uh, just being monsters online overall. I, I wish that I was I was still in I, I've, 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 I know I've definitely joked with you before on pods that like <laughs> like if we went to the same high school, we probably would have been like rivals and shit. Because I'm telling you, like you like, I probably would have been like super jealous of you because like you're tall and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I would have been like, oh, that fucking Bryson, that guy. Yeah, Bryson. Yeah, you know what? He's nothing like I just know how like I was raised to like my dad was super funny. Right. Like he would see somebody that was like really ripped. He'd be like, they're just ripped because they're skinny. And so, like, uh-huh. you start to think, you start to think that like big jacked guys are actually like not jacked. And then you get older, and you're like, actually, that dude was just really jacked. Like, he wasn't just skinny. I think everybody <laughs> was shocked by your weight the other day because you said that you're weighing 187. But dude, you look like you weigh like 220. It's kind of really crazy. I don't get how you only weigh 187. Your calves are like the size of my head. And your dog yeah. agrees. Yes, he does. He does agree. Yeah, it's just genetics. I have short. My limbs are kind of short, so I'm like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's just my limbs easy. Are short. Really, it's easy for me to be fat, and it's easy for me to gain muscle, and and therefore I'm jealous of people who can like have abs all year long because I'm like, as I'm like, stuffing myself with Cheetos and like knowing that it's I'm gonna be fat and not, not eight percent body fat anyway. I wish I could have abs, man. Even in my prime. It'll never happen for me. It'll never happen. Same here, dude. Like, it could happen for you because I just think that, like, you know enough about how how you're. I'm just too lazy, man. Yeah, dude. That's the thing. And it's about, like, insane diet. It's about, like, and I mean, a lot of it, truthfully, the dudes with abs usually have abs because they were born, like, really skinny. And they kind of like – and those are usually the dudes. I knew a kid who was really, really skinny in high school and like he started roiding and just became the most ridiculous monster you'd ever see because like he already was cut and veiny. You know what I mean? So he got like super into lifting and like all these other different stuff he was putting in his body and he looked absolutely insane. And it's one of those things where like if you're born kind of really skinny, you have an advantage for the rest of your life to at least have some abs. Like if you're not just like – super lazy i will never have abs for the rest of my life I, it's it's something i have to live with i feel like you could get abs though no nah. <laughs> if if you really wanted to like just I've been be a, like I've, I've been 150 pounds before without abs yeah dude i don't know how people do it even when i was like a freshman in high school at like 130 pounds bro i did not have abs i could never get abs LBM. i feel like they're kind of overrated they are over it. It's all about the boss and tries, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. 
Oh, <laughs> be it was good. It was good to talk ball and uh, Jim Corner with you. I loved it very much. I'm also very <laughs> glad people loved our last podcast very much. The ratings do not. The numbers don't lie. I know that, uh, that like like I think it was I forget who said this. Maybe it was Jermaine Wiggins. The eye in the sky never lies. That's basically uh, that's basically us right now. You know. Yeah. I feel yeah, like there was one other thing I wanted to run by you. I know that you're probably ready to go. Real quickly, bro. Is this the best group of weapons adding AB that Brady's ever had? Uh, yes. I mean, because this is the best. Is this? It's tough to say. Antonio Brown right now. It's tough to say he's better than obviously 2007 Randy Moss, but, but I mean, he's still like he's still re- a really good deep threat. And then you have Josh Gordon, and then you also have Julian Edelman. Yeah, I don't know, man. The offensive line is probably a wash, or the 07 might be better. But I think also the defense is also. Yeah, I don't the, know. This, the, this might be the best defense Brady's ever had on the other side of him. Yeah, and their offense is going to be their best defense. Everyone can weep and think it's corny, but they're going to get up early, and it'll help them a whole lot. Do they have a realistic shot at going 19 and 0? Because I feel like yeah, they it's do. very. They're going to be I, I favored in do. every game. They're not going to be not favored in any game. I, I'm just, I'm thinking about this team, man, and I'm just, it starts to get you excited. Like oh, if oh, Antonio I Brown, wait. I cannot wait to see him, man. And think about it. I know that we discussed it a little bit earlier in the chat. And I don't know if you were there for this, but the, the talk became, you know, do they need and kill Harry? And I remember, and I was just laughing to myself because I'm thinking six months ago, or yeah, probably like six months ago, everybody said, you know, whoever they draft, and the, if they draft the first round wide receiver, they're going to need to because he's going to be huge. He's going to be so important without that wide receiver. You know, their offense is going to lean on a young guy. And now it's like, and kill Harry could not take a snap this year, and they might be totally fine with Josh Gordon, Edelman, and Antonio Brown. LB, you're right, and we love it. That's a good point by you, LB. I'm, you know, we maybe ran a little bit too long today. It was, it, that's all right though. The people that love it are gonna listen to it and love it very much. Personally, I'm a fan of long podcasts and people talking for a long time, so everyone can suck it up and just listen and weep as LB and I, <laughs> and literally everyone. And Dave Tank is our trusty steed who rides in Twitter battles with us and just destroys everybody. <laughs> A trusty steed. That's pretty good. <laughs> all right, LB, it's good to talk to you, buddy, and can't wait for Sunday. Follow it's good to talk Twitter, to you, man. At OBNFL, follow. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You have a good night, Bryson. You too. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday the 13th. I'm here with my good friend, Alonzo. We're here to talk some football, some actual legit football. It's Friday night. We're going to talk about the Patriots. After a pretty crazy week, I think throughout three or four podcasts in the last, like, 10 days, a lot of Patriots stuff. The Patriots are, are pretty exciting lately. What's going on, Alonzo? How are you enjoying this Patriots news cycle that's literally every day and as we speak right now? I greatly enjoyed Bill Belichick's press conference on Wednesday. <laughs> I think that was that was the best press conference I've ever watched. Patriots or anything else-wise, he was electric. He was amazing. He really was. I actually got on the live press conference today, just stood outside the library and was just commenting random stuff like Josh Gordon's <laughs> handsome. And someone please ask him who's more handsome, Julian Edelman or Josh Gordon. And no one did, you cowards. Instead, you asked him stupid questions like, can Josh Gordon possibly run the Gronk routes? Dopes. Dopes. Kevin Duffy Kevin Duffy's retiring from the Pats beat, and they let him ask the last question. He should have asked who's more handsome, Josh or Jules. That was his chance, bro. I have a take. Shoot. Right now, 
we are cheating on Josh Gordon with Antonio Brown, and I don't like it anymore. It's gotten it's gone too far. We need to we need to shift our attention back to the to number ten, the most handsome person in our life. That's not named Joey Nettleman. Or Tom Brady with his bomber jacket. Yeah. Whatever. I found I found that bomber jacket, bro. I found it online. It's tempting. I'll just say that. It's tempting. Wear the same shit that Tom Brady wears. Ooh. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, someone needs to discuss it. It'll be me. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the tie. It's Josh Gordon. He's taller. He's more handsome. He's more muscly. We know it. He's better at football. He's better at football. Uh, just cry. Just cry. Well, Josh Gordon is a unit right now, bro. You mm. see that picture that Sal tweeted us? In the best picture, in the best shape of his life, he told us. In the best shape of his time as a Patriot, he's two hundred and thirty-seven pounds, and he plays receiver. That's huge, Alonzo. <laughs> Josh Gordon is huge. He, okay, for for those of you that didn't see, I really encourage you to just search this play and watch it very closely. Josh Gordon's touchdown. There's two guys coming at him. I actually posted the picture. Probably a lot of yep. people saw it. He literally jumps over a man, drags him with his leg, breaks another tackle, and then a linebacker bounces off him at the end like he's not even there. And it's a professional NFL player. And that's Josh Gordon. It looked like Gronk. It, yeah, it, it really looked did. Like, it looked Except like faster. I'm going to say this. Gronk. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Remember the the game Brady came back from suspension yes, against Cleveland. Gronk ran like a pretty similar crossing route, pretty shallow cross over the middle. And he did the same thing to the defenders, I think on the same sideline against Cleveland. That's how Josh Gordon looked on his touchdown. Oh boy. Yeah. He looked amazing. The entire team looked amazing. Of course we already talked about it. Anything, anything else before we dive into our very handsome new wide receiver? Anything else, Alonzo? Um, housekeeping? I don't Gym corner? Housekeeping? Gym corner? I, oh, I, I, um, I fly back home. We'll fly back to college tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. That should be fun. Tweet out pictures of the dorm. Tweet oh, out good. pictures of the gym where no one does, um, what are they called, circuits? No one does circuits because Northwestern, no cowards. Very smart people. And yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I haven't been. That's my housekeeping. All right. Well, for me, I haven't been to the gym. I've been pretty beat up, like really beat up. Haven't been sleeping very much. Really intense time with work, school, and everything else. And the Patriots going on, like so much stuff going on in my life. Really haven't had the time to just like sleep and do like basic functions to live, which I'm now going to try to make time for and take some other stuff out. Which, I haven't been to the gym lately, so I'm really bummed about it, but I feel a lot better. Yeah. You know what a basic human life function is as a Patriots uh, fan? It is a... Well, I'm going to say a new one, and that's going to be Tom Brady to Antonio Brown. I was just going to say watching old Antonio Brown highlights and imagining him in the Patriots offense. <laughs> and you know what? Every day that Antonio Brown is a Patriot, I will smile literally once a day and thinking about it. Think about this, Alonzo. Last year at this time, Bryson oh. NFL from the future bust down your door. Like, just bust it down. Like, your door just explodes. There's no, you have no idea how I got in there or how I got there. But I bust down the door and I walk and I say, I point at you and I say, look at me, Alonzo. 
next year, not only is Josh Gordon going to be on the Patriots, but now Antonio Brown's on the Patriots. And you also, you want to hear a funny thing? You want to hear a funny thing? What's if that? If you had done that, if you had done that at exactly this point of last year, as in the day before I left for school, you would have called the police. No, 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 no. It would have been the day before the Patriots traded for Josh Gordon. That's so if awesome. you'd done that, then the Patriots would have traded for Josh Gordon the next day. I would have said, what? <laughs> and, bro, I DM'd. Here's another fun fact. I DM'd both Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown right before they became Patriots. So I think the credit goes to me on them being Patriots as of today. I totally agree, Alonzo. And actually, this sets us up nicely, and that's – one of our good pals oh, on Twitter. Yes. One of our good pals on Twitter pointed this out to me, and you know it's funny because everything that happens now on, and not in life, not in in real life, but on the in the news cycle of Twitter and social media, it seems like so long ago. But it was just February, and it sent me this picture, and it was me, and I was like, the I think I said something like, the I want AB to raise a seventh Lombardi so bad, and you and I always talk about shit like that off the wall. Like, Antonio Brown could be a Patriot. It could happen. We always talk about things, no matter what, if it's 1% chance. Everyone gave a shit. Oh, Antonio Brown would be bad for the locker room. Blah, blah, blah. And our they would point never was, trade him to the Patriots. Never, never. Our point was always, look, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, a great system, a great organization. He's going to made to put the team first. He's going to be on his best behavior. I have full, full faith they can control him. And all we and heard if was, they don't, oh, and if it doesn't matter, way, it doesn't matter. If they don't, they just cut them. Yes. Like the, the the locker room's not going to fall apart because of it. That was true in February when there were idiots telling us that oh no, they don't want him because he's not a team first player. Was Randy Moss a team first player in Oakland? Like Belichick said this earlier, I think Monday of this week, they asked him about Brown maybe being a distraction. He said, "Well, didn't you say the same thing about Randy Moss?" And they did. Everyone said the same thing. People are just stupid. They don't learn. Like they, they take these character risks on all the time. You know, Adelius Thomas was like the only one who actually poisoned the locker room. And the locker room was just not established at that time. They had lost all of their veteran leadership. And that's it. What the hell is Antonio Brown going to do? Is he going to make Jacoby Myers like this monster? Shut up. No, he's not. And actually, Alonzo, so we just dunked on the we dunked on the haters. Alonzo and I, right, just we below. The re- I know there's a lot of other people that were like excited and like and making Antonio Brown edits and sh- weird shit like that that we do. But it actually happened. This was goes, this was in February. This was I think one of your tweets you're referring to was like on February 12th of last year, which was 9 days after the Pats won the Super Bowl. We were talking about Antonio Brown on the Patriots. And I had old tweets. I deleted my old account. If you're a podcast listener, you know this. But this, I mean, we're always on it. Bryson NFL and Alonzo, they're always, they actually do have the finger on the pulse. Finger on the pulse, baby. Finger on the pulse. Everyone can weep. Everyone yes, just, just weeps. You weep. Anything else on AB and his first game? I got this. 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 No, I got this right here. All right. Everyone, I put this out on Twitter, and I but I think this is gonna be true. An underrated thing about Antonio Brown to me 
is that the guy we talked about last podcast, the guy just works extremely hard in legendarily ways that I don't think if you don't know, you really yeah. understand. He works out harder than pro- probably 98%, 99% of everyone in the league probably that's not Tom Brady who will literally spend hours in the mirror watching his hip flicks, and that's literally it. So Antonio Brown's an extremely hard worker, and I think this is going to be a really good thing because they have this guy that they drafted in the first round that's a wide receiver, and there's a great chance he watches Antonio Brown and he says, man, this is how you do things. That's Antonio Brown. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do those things, and I'm going to do more than those things. I want to pick Antonio Brown's brain. I want to ask him how to do this, and I'm going to do this. Or even it's just something as stupid as Edelman, Antonio Brown, and Josh Gordon, Nikhil Harry later in the season, getting together after practice and having competitions on the jugs machine, which they probably will. Like, this stuff might happen, and that might actually also be, like, a really good thing for the Patriots wide receivers. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. And to give people an idea of how hard Antonio Brown works, before the Steelers played the Raiders last year, Someone asked John Gruden about Brown, and he went out of his way to say that in all of his years in football, and that's as an assistant coach, as a head coach, and as a Monday night football like broadcaster, Gruden had never seen a player work harder in practice than Antonio Brown. And he included Jerry Rice. He, he just said he's the hardest working football player that I've ever seen. Oof. So this, this work ethic we're talking about, it is... We're not exaggerating when we say it's a legendary work ethic. It is. He was at TB12 late. Julian Edelman noticed, has noticed his hard work, said he's an extremely hard worker. It's going to be amazing, man. He's, I have a really good feeling about this. Could be completely wrong, and it just ends up bad. But I, I have a really good feeling about it. I have a good feeling about Antonio Brown, the team sticking behind Antonio Brown, the, just the kind of the feeling behind it, and also Josh Gordon, I have a good feeling about it. Yeah, I have a great. I actually, I have a really good feeling about Josh Gordon right now. Um, better than it was last year, I would say at this time. Uh, about Antonio Brown, I have a really good feeling about Antonio Brown, in terms of he won't be like a locker room cancer. He'll be great when he plays. I just there, there's that like one caveat that we have to throw out, and everyone knows what it is. Correct. Yeah, you know, it, something crazy could happen, get put on the exempt list for a couple games, but it should, it should not be in any more than that. I really don't think he's going to be on the exempt list at all even. But, you yeah. know, that, it, that, that is, that it could happen. The ex- I don't think it, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It won't happen before the game on Sunday. Uh, the NFL's meeting with this accuser sometime early next week. If that meeting indicates that something might have gone on with AB and it, like something bad, I would assume they would put him on the exempt list and while they investigate him. And really now there are four outcomes. The first being no exempt list and no suspension. So they don't put him on the list while they investigate and they find nothing in the, in the investigation. And then no exemplist, but they suspend them, which would be they find something in their investigation and they let them play throughout the investigation and suspend them. Third would be exemplist and suspension thereafter. So that would definitely be the worst case for the team. He would miss whatever games he misses 
while on the exempt list, and then he would be suspended on top of that. And then there's the, he's on the exempt list for the investigation, they find nothing, and he's ready to come back and play. I think the positive side of all of this is that Ian Rappaport reported earlier this week that the league is trying to get this investigation done in like a timely manner. Who knows how long it'll take? It's a civil suit. It's who the hell knows? But I would like I would just guess that it isn't lingering over the team for the entirety of the season. No way. No way. I think it'll be short-lived. I don't think it'll get put on the exempt list at all. But yep, that's it's just kind of is it is what it, it is what it is right now. But Alonzo, you actually have a really good fake trade, which could be a real trade. And I'm I am so ready for everyone to hear your fake trade and to get extremely mad about it, and they will weep below because it is a good trade, and you'll weep below. Go ahead. O.J. Howard. Yes. Wait, the, the tight end? Patriots. The, wait. Tight end O.J. Howard. Okay, tight end. Okay. He plays yeah. tight end? Plays okay. tight end. Okay. Fast? Current starting tight end is Ryan Izzo. Fast? O.J. Howard goes zoom, zoom. Fast, yes, fast. Does. Yes. Also blocks, blocks. Oh nice, nice. Gosh. Holy cow. I like yeah. him. He's better yeah. than, in my mind, he's already better than every tight end on the roster put together. Well, you're not wrong. And unfortunately, the Patriots in this fake trade give up J.C. Jackson. That's the, yeah, okay. That's just one scenario. Alonzo suggested many other trades, but I actually like yeah. this one. So I told him to not be a coward and use this one because it, may, it also makes sense to me. The Patriots get a tight end that's good and they would use effectively for three years if cost control, even his fifth-year option, is cost control yeah. for a tight end, probably at that level with, with whoever's that quarterback, probably most likely Tom Brady, I would say. But O.J. Howard would be very good for the Patriots. And also, like, the Patriots just find corners. And J.C. Jackson, he's a really good player, but I, I think you can kind of bet on the— I think you can bet on O.J. Howard over J.C. Jackson for the span of their careers, probably. If if just independent independent of independent of team like it is let's just call it like it is. J.C. Jackson has a track record of being a knucklehead. We love him very much. We love him very much, but he is he is known to be a knucklehead at times. O.J. Howard has been known to be an extremely high character player. Great guy, Dwayne Dwayne Allen. That's fast and can catch. Yeah, essentially. That's a really good trade. I like that trade. I'll do that trade tomorrow. Now, if it's not J.C. Jackson Alonzo, go ahead. Tell me, what is it? Who's I'd give up the first-round pick for O.J. Howard. I don't know about I'd give up. I'd give up next year's first-round pick I don't know about for O.J. Howard. I don't know. I mean, i just say, I'll put it like this. What's their championship window? Probably these next three years. Oh, they're right, at this year. You got to go all in this year if you can. Like I would do this trade yeah. right now if it was if someone if I'm Bill Belichick and the a first Bucks, round pick. You the would, do, would call, you do a first round pick? Could I not do like a two and a four? You see, I would just rather give up the first round pick and keep the depth in the middle rounds. That might just be me, but they just traded a four for a Luminor and a six. They traded a six for Bodine, who's not even on the team anymore. And they traded a six for Corey Cunningham. So I'd just rather give up the one and like take the hit on it. 
I don't know if I would do the one, but I would. If if it happened, I would not be extremely upset. I would not. No, you'd be, not be upset. I'd be happy. I mean, Bryson, you'd be you'd be. I'd be memeing like, him. Tweeting victory laps. You'd be tweeting victory laps in the span of five minutes after the trade. Yeah, I would. You're right. Like realistically, he, <laughs> you're right. I, he's a very good player. He's really, really good. The Patriots have one position on the roster that is just like tight end is bad right now. The depth chart, even with Ben Watson, it's just like bad. Ryan Izzo's a good blocking tight end, right? It's 2019. Ryan Izzo's like a cost controlled version of Dwayne Allen. I guess that's something. Matt Lacoste was completely replacement level in Denver, and Ben Watson's 38 years old. Or 39 or however old he is. OJ Howard is a potential superstar tight end who you get three years of cost control on. You can slap a franchise tag on him for the fourth year. He's been in a program similar to the Patriots in Alabama with Saban. And he he just fills your biggest need on a roster that I think many would agree is the best in the NFL, if not right up there with the Eagles and the Cowboys. I am yeah. all in if they can make it work. And I think I think I might rather give up the first round pick than JC Jackson. Because JC Jackson at some point this year is gonna help you. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Of course he is. He's a good player. Like he's a good player, of course. Of course he would help. But I actually I'm actually all in now and I just wanna say Bill Bill Belichick, you will never draft. You will never draft. A tight end in the first round better than O.J. Howard. You've never done that. You've never drafted a tight end better than O.J. Howard. We. Well, it's never happened. There were these two guys. No, didn't happen. One of them's trade form. Trade form. The other says he cured CTE. Okay, Alonzo. The thing I was trying to do was I was banking on Bill Belichick being a senile old man and totally forgetting that he drafted probably the two top five tight ends of all time. Talent-wise, yeah, we we could have got away with that. He was almost hooked, line and sink with OJ Howard until you just ruined it. I just want to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay, me too. Another thing that's another thing is going on. That's our boy Marcus Cannon. I, we talked about it. I'm very happy. It sounds like it's not serious at all, and it might just be like a like a minimal damage. I guess he's in a lot of pain. But he probably plays next week, doesn't play this week. Very, very, very happy to hear this. Marcus Cannon being out for a little bit would stink. You know, even if he's not the greatest right tackle in the league, still being solid at the position, it means a whole lot. You don't have to kick Joe Tooney out to right tackle. But for this game, I'd like to see him. I don't him think s- they would either. Yeah, I don't think they would. But for this game, just kicking the right, whoever you want at right tackle. Give him help with Izzo, whoever you want. And it'll be fine. I'm not worried about it for this game. Yeah, I think I would just rather hold out Marcus Cannon for this week, which I think they will. And Good. for next week, they play the Jets next week. The Jets are starting Trevor Simeon at quarterback. This Sam Darnold is kissing a lot of girls, I guess. That was Mono. That was Good Bill Belichick him. sending Demarius Thomas into the locker room with Mono. Yeah, it's a W. The real question, did Demarius and Sam Darnold make out when they got to the locker room? Are you kidding me? Of course they did. 
Okay, I'll just let that sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, they they play the Jets next week. The Jets suck. The Jets are gonna suck. The Jets probably won't score a point when they play the Patriots. So, I don't know. They play the Dolphins this week. The Dolphins also suck. So, they really don't need Cannon for these two games. If he could be back for the Bills, that would be great. I mean, the Bills have a pretty good defensive front, so I'd rather have Cannon in for that game. But if not, it doesn't really matter to me. Plus, I think they play Thursday night week five right against the Jets. Yeah. Against the Giants. Yep. Yeah, then maybe they just hold Cannon out until that Thursday night because they maybe wouldn't want to play him, I guess, coming off injury two games in like a five-day stretch. Yeah, that that makes sense. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with holding out Marcus Cannon. I'm good. Is there any way a Kajus could come back this year at all? He could come back. He's on NFI. Mm. So he could come back after week six. It's the same deal as Ken Meredith. Um, he'll come back after week six, but I think it's an uphill battle for him to be ready to like actually contribute this year. Yeah, it just kind of stinks. I was excited. All right, yeah. next. Uh, likely talk... right tackle of the future. Right? Yes, or not likely. Tackle. He is. He's the goat. Yeah. Kajus, he's got the hands. He's the best fighter <laughs> on the team, besides Isaiah Wen. Yeah. And Julian Edelman, because Julian Edelman will just headbutt someone. (laughs) That's very true. All right, now here comes the most exciting part of the podcast. And that's the part where we talk about the fact that Tom Brady is going to be waltzing on the field with Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, James White, and whoever else you want. I don't care. I don't care if you feel literally. Actually, maybe not James White. Probably not James White. Yeah, actually, yeah, literally not James White. James White's not playing Sunday. I think we can go ahead and say probably not. His wife's James having a White, child. Apparently, his wife is having a child. Okay, so okay, so then you have Sonny Michelle. I don't care who it is. Damian Harris might play. It doesn't matter who the back is because the three wide receivers are amazing. They can do literally anything. Josh Gordon can line up inside. He can he can line up outside. So can Julian Edelman. So can Antonio Brown. The, the options are literally endless for this game and i'm excited to just go in antonio brown's home homecoming game miami is hometown to just show the world he's literally antonio brown and he can have two days of practice however many days of practice and it doesn't matter and he's still extremely talented and it's going to do very dumb things in this offense with josh mcdaniels and tom brady yeah you just said it tom brady's wide receivers for this game, his top three are Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, and Josh Gordon. I'm very excited to watch these three football players play football together with the greatest quarterback of all time throwing the football to them. I don't really care if Antonio Brown plays like 18 plays. I don't think he will. I think he'll play more. But however much he plays, I'm just all in. (laughs) He's going to be fucking awesome. So, I don't know if you guys watched the game last week. I actually had the pleasure of watching it just on Game Pass because I, did, I chose not to watch a game. And I, I've got to say, the Dolphins' defense for a Brian Flores coach team, 
They're not physical. They can't really tackle. I'm not sure if they have a player on defense that would start for the Patriots. And the like they just were doing weird stuff against the Ravens. Like the Ravens were bullying them. And I have to imagine that the Pats are just going to out-physical this team that doesn't look physical at all very early, and they're going to take over pretty early. They're going to get into 21 and smack the shit out of them. They're going to spread them out, smack the shit out of them. I mean, they can put Devlin in there and just smack the hell out of them, run play action, and to run two receiver sets with Antonio Brown and Julian Edelman, or Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon, which works a lot. How much do you think Brown plays? <sighs> I'd I'd probably say like twenty snaps. I think he plays more. He could play. Josh Gordon, he could play the whole game. I would not be shocked. I'd be like, yep, that's he could play the whole that's game. Antonio Brown. That's yeah. Antonio Brown. He could. He look. Josh Gordon came to New England last year with a hamstring injury that lingered throughout pretty much the entire season for him. And his first game with the team was after his second week with the team. He was still limited with the hamstring. He played 18 snaps. Did Antonio Brown play 27? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. like around 25 to 30 snaps for Antonio. Yes, yes, yes. I think so too. <laughs> I think what we're going to see in this offense is the Patriots can literally formation of whatever the hell they want with whatever personal personnel group, whatever the hell they want. And they're going to be able to run the ball out of those. And they're also going to be able to pass the ball out of those. They're going to be able to do whatever they want. And I, I have a feeling if they go up like 10 points, the Dolphins are just going to like quit and the game's going to be over. Yeah, the, the Dolphins have four ex-Patriot cornerbacks on their team. They stink. Four. They have Johnson Batamosi. Stinks. Eric Rowe. Stinks. Ken Webster. Stinks. And Jamal Wiltz. And they, they, do you realize who they have to guard Alonzo? Should I tell you? Should we just like please, please. let the cat out please of the bag? Just say the names. Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, and Julian Edelman are coming to town. And Phil Dorsett. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I would also like to point out that last year, the Miami Miracle game, aside from Denny Shelton not playing the run game looking like shit, like the Dolphins converted 15% of their third downs. And the game before that they played, they smacked the shit out of them. Like, if, like these games I think overrated competitively. Like, the Dolphins are just not good, and I don't, I don't think the Heat is going to beat the Patriots at all. Like, they, their players are just way better, and if they lose, if they lose this game, you know what I'm going to do? Nothing. Because they're still too good. But I will still say, what the fuck? Miami is the craziest place in my entire life. If they lose this game with a superhero team, and probably on paper is probably one of the best teams to ever exist in the entire NFL history. And the Dolphins might actually be one of the worst. I'm not even kidding when I say that. (laughs) A compare and contrast. Um, No, I'm serious. Offense and defense, that's light years ahead of everyone. Miami Dolphins. Trying to get out of there as fast as they can. Veterans want to leave. Young players don't even want to play. Not even veterans, bro. Minka Fitzpatrick is <laughs> yeah, exactly. a second-year player. Young what? players don't want to play for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're just going to smack the shit out of them on offense, in my opinion. There's not going to be much they can't do. It's probably going to be a big like second-half Sonny Michelle game. And for dear God, when this game is a blowout, because it's going to be, just put Derek Stidham in the game, please. Yeah. Please. yeah. Just please. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have I have an answer to you on the the Miami Miracle game last year. What's that? And why it was the Dolphins converted fifteen percent of their third downs. That's fine. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill averaged thirteen point nine yards per pass. Yes, he did. Frank Gore averaged seven point seven yards per attempt. And Brandon Bolden averaged like Brandon 30. Bolden averaged thirty <laughs> yards per attempt. Yes, he on did. Two carries for two touchdowns. Kenny Stills had eight catches for 135 yards, which is 17 yards per catch. Kenyon Drake had one catch for 55 yards, one touchdown. Frank Gore had one catch for 24 yards. Bryce Butler had one catch for 23 yards. Devontae Parker had one catch for 18 yards. They just got yards in chunks. They, like... They, if they didn't convert many of their third downs, fine. They didn't get to third down much. Every time Ryan Tannehill threw a pass, Cry. on average, Cry. they converted a first down. Cry. Brandon Bolden averaged three first downs per attempt. Okay, cry. Just weak. Yeah. That's pretty much right. That's That's literally pretty much all you have to know about offense. The, the Patriots offense, hot knife through butter. It's just going to be exciting to watch everyone weep as Antonio Brown inevitably makes huge plays. And they pin to they pin to the Patriots on red zone. Everyone immediately goes to their phones and Twitter and is like typing with their phone thumbs and like so hard. Why is, he, why is he playing? Oh my god, so disgusting! Uh, Belichick should be burned at the stake. Should be ashamed of himself. I just wait for those. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. The other oh, yeah. on, the, on the other side of the ball, Alonzo. I yeah, mean, let me just the the Dolphins' up? defense stinks. Yeah, they stink. They stink. They. They have Christian Wilkins. He's their nose tackle. He might be the only player who could start or play a rotational role on the Pats defense. Rashad Jones is Patrick Chung's backup. He'd probably be the third 3A, 3B safety with Harmon, I guess. Minka Fitzpatrick maybe plays some matchups. Who else? Charles Harris? They, they, the Dolphins just don't have good players, bro. Jamal Wiltz was cut by the Patriots. Ken Webster was cut by the Patriots. Eric Rowe was the, – the Patriots made no attempt to re-sign him. Johnson Batamosi, same thing. Like, the Dolphins stink. This is going to be, like, in training camp this year. This is the reverse of training camp this year. When they, it was, like, Jacoby Myers being guarded by Steph Gilmore. This is Julian Edelman against Jamal Wiltz. So – the Patriots might score 60 points in this game. And still leave some on the table, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Defense- You're right, Alonzo. Offensively, they should really have no problem. And defensively also, no problem, because the Dolphins really just like to spread the Patriots out. And I would just like to say, the offense, Alonzo weeps as the offense just gets ahead of every team this year, plays in front. And the defense, which is already amazing, just has it so much easier because their secondary is great. They have Michael Bennett, who played really great, rush the passer. They can rush the passer a bit. Secondary is great. Like, they're going to get ahead in this game, and I'm not really sure what the Dolphins are going to be able to do because the Patriots are just built to just suffocate teams just like this, just like this. They're going to spread them out. It's not going to work. The same thing the Steelers did. And if they try to and if they try to go small, it's also not going to work. Their offensive line sucks. And by small, I just mean like tighten their formations and putting like tight ends on the field yeah. and fullbacks. 
that's also not going to work because the Patriots also like have a good run stopping defense if they want to be and go ahead and run the ball. They have Danny Shelton this time, who is the GOAT, apparently, because when Danny Shelton didn't play, the Patriots kind of got their asses kicked on defense. Yeah, the Dolphins just don't have very good players. It's really all, fact, all... The, the Dolphins. The Dolphins have some pretty, pretty bad players. I actually don't feel bad because Brian Flores didn't do do your job, so this is what you get. And I'm actually, I wouldn't feel bad no. at all. No, yes. I love Brian. Nope. I'll, I'll nope. always love him. I'll no, always love him. no, yes. Us against him. We. No. You. Someone no. flip off on the sideline as they score a touchdown up 70. Julian Edelman, I know you got <laughs> balls enough to do this. When you're running on the sideline on the punt return that you should not have took to the house and you should have just waved for a fair catch and you actually just take it to the house, you point at the sideline of Brian Flores and you flip him off. <laughs> and you walk up to him afterwards and you spit in his face. And you say... You disgusting! You just you disgust me, Brian Flores. You get there on do your job, and you talk about Stephon Gilmore and Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower, the people who love you very much that you abandon and do your job. Things that live forever. The reason why you're the Dolphins' head coach, the Patriots. So disgusting, disgusting, Brian. Love you very much, but disgusting. So disappointed. Spit in his face. Stephon Gilmore is going to put Devontae Parker in a locker. Or Preston Williams, whoever he guards. I'm just really worried about the Patriots. And, like, some players from the team just, like, heading out to a bar down the road and just getting shit-faced. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a big worry. Like, they're going to have... The big worry with the Patriots this season is keeping everyone on the field the entire however many minutes a football game is. 60. That's, it's going to yeah. be very hard to keep them on the sidelines. Like, Tom Brady's going to be like, can I go get in my $1 million Bugatti? <laughs> like, I, I just want to leave. It's, sec- it's the second half in the third quarter, five minutes remaining. Jared Stidham's in the game. They're up 40. Like, can I just go home? Can I be excused from this? Can I leave work early? That's going to be a problem. What are the odds that Antonio Brown just plays the whole game and has a game like Randy Moss did when he opened like his first game with the Patriots. Um, Put a percentage on it. Antonio Brown scoring a touch, doing what? No, and to, you know Randy Moss's first game with the Pats in 07? Right. the Jets. Yeah. He just he kind of went off. Yeah, he did. What are the odds Antonio Brown just does that this game, percentage-wise? Um, very high because he's Antonio Brown. He's playing against dude. This team is so bad. Like they are so They're bad. Horrible. They're so They're not good. Horrible. They're so not good. The Patriots. And Xavier did... Howard, by the way, bad, bad matchup to put him against Antonio Brown or anyone. Xavier Howard. <laughs> well, no, he matches up pretty well against Josh Gordon. He hmm. matches up well against yeah, both big receivers. I guess. Yeah, whatever. Still, I mean, if you put Xavier Howard on Josh Gordon. You still have to guard Antonio Brown and Julian Edelman and Rex Burkhead and the cross-eyed freak and Ryan Izzo. I don't care. Who's guarding Ryan Izzo on the Dolphins? Oh, my God. No <laughs> one, because that's exactly what they're saying in their scout team meeting right now. <laughs> Who Do not guard the, for the Patriots? this man. It's just the Dolphins' <laughs> defensive meeting right now is just like, you know how ESPN puts his, like, pick and boards up and, like, the guy puts his face on the pick? Yeah. Right now, you have all of the 
imagine all the Patriots' weapons right now, and there's there's act, there's a side, and it says guard these people, and that's Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, Julian Edelman, <laughs> Josh Gordon, and on the other side it says do not guard these people, and Ryan is 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 the first face right there. Yeah, that's all fun and games till they trade for OJ Howard. Yeah, that's that's very true. But we already said it, so it's probably going to happen. What you know? Yeah. What this has been the hardest off season as a Patriots fan. Like Josh, we wanted Josh Gordon back. He came back. We wanted Antonio Brown. We got Antonio Brown. We we got him because we wanted him. You're not wrong. Scott, we got what we wanted this year. We just did it. It took a while. It took a while. We went into training camp with Philip Dorsett as the best wide receiver on this football team. Like, practicing. <sighs> good grief. Well, Nikhil well, Nick Harry, but yeah. Good grief, good grief. Good. Have, you, have you ever just, like, forgotten about Nikhil Harry? Um, not one day. Every day. Every day, at some point, I think about that picture of him mossing that guy from the lines with his number eight. <sighs> he looks great in 15, though. He looks great at number eight. He looks way better, number eight. Oh, he looks great in 15. He would look great in 81. Yeah, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown looks great in number one. Can I talk about – Antonio Brown looks horrible in 17. Just horrible. 17 is a horrible receiver number. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I think Antonio Brown's going to be the one to break the curse. I don't, even, be. I don't care about the curse. He looks better. The number is scrubby. Yeah, it is scrubby. It kind of stinks, but like, have you? Do you have Madden? Do you have Madden at home? I don't have Madden. Uh, no year, nothing. I mean, I do, but the last Madden I got go was on like an, years ago. Go on an old Madden. Go on an old Madden with Antonio Brown on it. Trade him to the Patriots and edit his number to seventeen. It just looks bad. Mm. <sighs> I'm now sad. But I'm very excited to watch Antonio Brown. I wish he was 81. My yeah. gosh. I really wish he was. 81. You know, if they trade he for OJ Howard, they, great in 81. they could always get rid of Ben Watson, but he can't change his number. He's, it's already set in stone. Damn it. This sucks. He's, he's still not listed on the roster with a number. So I technically, it doesn't matter. Ooh. I tweeted my conspiracy. By the way, Akeem Ayers in 2014 played his first game against the Bears in 52. Then switch his number to 55 when the Pats cut Deontay Skinner. So, I don't know. There's precedent there that you can switch numbers in season. Um, but what was I going to say? What did I say before? You were just talking about how the number sucks, and I disagree. 17? Yeah, I, I'm just saying. 17 sucks. Yeah, it He's, does oh, suck. I do agree. It sucks. My conspiracy, my conspiracy on it, he's still not listed on the roster with a number. I'm guessing that he filed some type of like motion with the NFL. Because if not, like why would you just not list why would you not assign him a number? And like what's the point of not doing it? Yeah, it is a little weird. I, I totally agree. He's been he's been on the practice field with 17 the past two days. Why is 17 not on his nameplate in his locker? And why is it not on the official team website that he's going to wear 17? It's weird. Maybe it's because of the legal issue. But my conspiracy is that it's about the league office and just waiting on an answer from them. If him and Watson can make some deal for 84. It's also to honor his dad, he said. 
Yeah. Well, his dad wore 17 in the Arena League, mm-hmm. and we've never heard of him, so maybe it's because he wore 17. Yeah, I don't know. Alonzo, 17 looks like shit. Yeah. I'm big into numbers, but... I'm just excited for AB. I wish he was 81. I wish he was 84. But it's going to be fun to see him walk onto the field and everyone weeping. Yeah, that'll be incredible. Is there any is there any other Patriots stuff we need to talk about, Alonzo? Um, who's starting at right tackle? Don't know. Don't care. Don't I know. do care. I, Don't I know. care. I care. You know why I care? Why? Don't start Joe Tooney at right tackle. Yeah, okay, that's that's it. That's the Start thing. Corey Cunningham or Marshall Newhouse at right tackle. Just don't move Joe Tooney to right tackle. That's it. Agree. Agree, Alonzo. I'm really, really. This is, you know, this is the Antonio Brown's like the biggest blessing in disguise for us because if not for Antonio Brown, what are we really excited about this week besides kicking the dog shit out of the Dolphins? I don't know. Getting kind of boring to be a Patriots fan. No, it's so Get fun. Boring. It's always fun. It's always fun. It's getting boring. It's always fun. Got to buy a new Super Bowl merch. I just, love all my Super Bowl merch. That's true. Alonzo, it was great talking to you, my pal. Great talking ball with you. We love it. I love you and Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman, Isaiah Wynn, Tom Brady, Stephon Gilmore, Kyle Van Noy. Welcome back, Kyle Van Noy. And good luck to James White. Good luck, James White. Um, what should James Knight wait, name his son? Should, any predictions? Antonio. I'm thinking Pegasus. Pegasus White. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Yeah, just call him Tom Brady. Literally. <laughs> Tom Brady White. Tom Brady. No, just Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lonzo. Good talking to you, buddy. Yeah, I love you, bro.